It's Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Bonnie Elgie coming to you today with Edmonton's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Edmonton, Alberta. Sahir Gaddis immigrated to Canada in 2005 from Cairo, Egypt. He is a natural entrepreneur being involved in two startups since 2012 prior to founding Flawless Inbound. His organization is now one of the fastest growing companies in Alberta, which has helped over 70 B2B companies with sales and marketing enablement across North America. Sahir is also an in-demand speaker and in 2018 published his book on Amazon, Journey to the Summit, that speaks to CEOs and founders on how marketing should work for growing their B2B organizations. So Sahir, welcome to the show and thanks for taking the time to be here with us today for all of our listeners. Bonnie, thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored to be on your show and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Well, why don't we jump right in and can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your current business, Flawless Inbound? First of all, I, I was not an entrepreneur. Uh, I started, uh, you know, as, as, as any normal guy with, with a dream. I finished my uh, studying in engineering back home. So I have a bachelor degree in communications engineering. And when I landed in Canada, I just had a dream. I wanted to do something bigger and I wanted to be able to help out and, and, and empower organizations. But honestly, I didn't know how to start. For a while, I was struggling. I worked in IT companies. If you know about a company called Cisco Systems, I was running marketing and sales for Cisco for nine years of my life. And then from there, then we started Flawless Inbound. And this is kind of where we start kind of connecting the dots and feeling that we're doing the right thing for our community in Edmonton, Alberta, and in Canada. Um, as Follows and Bound, we actually focus on helping B2B organizations grow nationally and internationally through proven playbooks when it comes to digital marketing, sales enablement, and truly connecting sales and marketing together. How did you get started? You made the leap from Cisco. How did you get things going in the beginning? Because that's often a challenge for entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And I can tell you, it was uh, the first few years were very interesting. And there's a lot of scars on the back. Uh, I guess it, it usually starts with that you have a voice inside of you telling you that I need to do something different. But I'm not sure from where to start. And, and this, is, this voice start rising inside of me uh, for some time. At uh, that point in time, when I was working at Cisco, they were kind enough to tell me, say, hey, you know what, if you really want to do this, you know, go ahead. And there was a lot of even struggles internally. Should I resign or not? But then I decided to bite the bullet and resign and start completely from scratch, which was very hard uh, because when you're supporting a family, a spouse, it's a big risk. And I decided that the only way for me to make it happen is to be honest to my dream. I was lucky enough because when I left Cisco and I decided to do that, there was already a connection. Uh, I had a book of business and I was trying to connect with a lot of Cisco resellers to tell them more about how they can do things better. So I started first with the model of a customer-funded a customer -funded model. Uh, it's, it's a paid engagement in a consulting service. And I start to write down kind of what's on my mind and how we can do things differently for those organizations. So working with two organizations, it kind of people start referring my service to others. From that point moving forward, I start feeling that I need a team. And I need this team to kind of understand the playbook and also add to the playbook 
in year two, we start hiring team members. I start slowly moving into getting away from the implementation and moving more on the strategy and the execution. And then, then in year three, I start kind of building a sales process inside of Flawless Inbound. And comes to year five right now, we're, we're a full-time team of uh, 16 people in Alberta and in BC, helping our clients and, and doing better each day. That's a tremendous growth path. And I'm, I'm curious, what is your long-term vision for your company and where do you hope to be in, in the next few years? The long-term vision is we want to take Flawless and Bounds, uh, not just national, but actually international. Uh, we already are helping clients in Canada and the US, but we actually want to expand internationally, cross the pond and go back on the other side. And that's kind of the big vision. We want to be the Deloitte or the KPMG when it comes to sales and marketing enablement for organizations. We believe that we can deliver three things. We can deliver the team, the process, and the technology to make their sales and marketing alignment happen. And the way of how we're going to do this is simply by learning, by investing in the team and training them, and and expanding our visions, maybe by mergers and acquisitions, or by partnership as well, uh, just to kind of expand beyond Canada. I think you'll have a really interesting perspective to this next question. As someone who was new to Canada at one point and new to Edmonton, what do you see as being the biggest benefits for being an entrepreneur in Edmonton? And maybe even how did you end up there in the first place? Before moving to Canada, I was actually working and consulting in Dubai. And at that point in time, there was an opening actually inside of Cisco Systems in the Edmonton office. But then I left Edmonton and then I went back overseas to finish a contract, a consulting contract that I have. And then I noticed that there's another opening happening. So I applied. That's why I came back to Edmonton. So that was the main reason why I chose Edmonton. When I start coming and living in Edmonton, and my wife and the kids, there's magic in the city. Uh, first of all, people are hardworking people. Uh, there's a lot of scars on the back and they're actually very disciplined. They want to do things. They want to they, they expand. They want to grow either individuals or communities. And also in Edmonton, there is a big sense of belonging. And this is something we really, we appreciate so much in the city. And believe it or not, in Edmonton, there's a big diversity when it comes to ethnic nature or market segments or things around that nature as well. Especially with the new economic condition, I think diversification will be one of our key drivers. And that's what I felt even when I landed in Edmonton in 2005, that there was a lot of smaller communities that truly want to do something different and diversify the economy and attract newer skill sets into the city as well. Is there a place that you like to go within the city where you can just get inspired and think about your business? Do you have a favorite spot that, that is a good place for reflection? You know what? I love to go to Remedy. So Remedy Cafe is one of the great places. It's another actually amazing success story. Bootstrapped, started in Edmonton. Um, They have multiple locations, and I believe they might be expanding to Calgary as well. It's a beautiful coffee shop. Uh, You can have, you know, again, different kind of variety of food culture as well. I love the the community so much, and I love the place from inside because it it forces you to taste and and feel and touch new things that help help you brain to think outside the box and help you stay more on the creative side. What does the first hour of the day look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or ritual that helps to get you excited and ready for the day? 
5 a.m. in the morning, uh, try to wake up a little bit early where the rest of the house is still sleeping. And I try to do a couple of things. And I learned this from other friends and other founders and reading a lot of business books. Um, the first thing I do is I try to just uh, reflect on things, write my notes and you know plans and how I feel about stuff. Um, and then I, usually this is like 10, 20 minutes. By 7.30, I'll be kind of out of uh, the house, the, um, dropping the kids to school and then driving to work. But it's really the first, I think, 30 to 45 minutes of the day is very critical because it helps you think in a, in a quiet uh, way away from any distractions or emails or phone calls. Do you have any um, favorite books that you're reading right now? Or do you have any books that have meant a lot to you over the years in terms of helping you establish your business or grow your business as an entrepreneur that you could recommend to our listeners? One of the books that I always go and revisit each now and then, it's a book called Get a Grip. Uh, it's by a guy named Gino. He's actually a business consultant and he kind of built this model of EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System. It's, it's kind of chapter by chapter is actually helping startup entrepreneurs think about their business as, as not a one-man show or not a, a one human being trying to bootstrap everything by himself or by herself, but actually it need, you need to have a process and you need to have a team day one in the business. And you need to understand that when you're starting, you're, worth, you're wearing multiple hats. There is no way around that. But your realization that you're wearing multiple hats by itself is a good start so that then you can delegate and you can move this hat to the next person you're going to hire or you're going to partner with. So each and every time, I just like to go back, revisit one of the chapters of the book because it does help me to rethink where should I go next? Um, how can I build the management team? How can I expand even the delivery team? And, and where should I be in a couple of years from now? Do you have any specific online or offline tools that help you to be really effective within your company? Do you have some favorites that perhaps contribute to your overall productivity or efficiency as an organization? Uh, I can tell you a tool we use inside of Flawless Unbound is called HubSpot. Uh, and HubSpot is a tool that can help you uh, collect contacts. It's actually kind of a basic CRM application and a marketing automation tool. Um, there's a free version of it for people who are starting out and it definitely can help them to, you know, bootstrap their business and help them be more organized when they're working on deals or opportunities. This tool helped us actually a lot in early beginnings to the point that when we start growing as a company, we decided to partner with them as a vendor as well when we're implementing sales and marketing strategy for organizations. So definitely, I think for, for any founder, co-founders who are starting out, uh, just if, if they can look at the tool, try it out, test it, there's a free version of it, it will help them orchestrate a lot of things in their CRM and sales and, and marketing uh, implementation. Well, and the next question I have for you is, is a fun one. So if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? I, I wanted to be a mountain climber, but now I'm 45 years old. I'm not sure I can do this anymore. And, uh, but that's, I, I actually, I, I, love, I love the concept of just trying to, you know, climb mountains and uh, be on top and, and see the world differently. Uh, I, I wanted to do that for, for, from a long time, but didn't have time. But I'm not sure if it's a professional career or not. <laughs> Maybe it is. 
Well, and I, I think there's a wonderful metaphor there with, with what you do as an entrepreneur as you build your business, right? You are climbing a mountain and scaling peaks as you try to grow your business into a successful enterprise. So that's a good one. And on the flip side of that, is there something that you just would never want to do that you know just is not suited to your personality and interests and talents? I feel I don't have the talent or the capability to be a good accountant. Uh, I'm not good with, with numbers, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but that's kind of, I think I, I will fail miserably right? if I'm just my, my, my main focus in, in life is, is accounting. Um, it's, it's a different gift. It's a different skill set. I believe I, I don't have the skill set and I will never have the skill set. And that's why you hire people that do have those skill sets, right? And, and uh, to complement that in your business. So in business, do you have a favorite word or quote or sentence that you like to use? Is there something that's meaningful to you personally or something you use to motivate your team? I have lots and, and we always, uh, because we're reading a lot of coaching book and business books, uh, we have a lot, but there is one that I always remind myself each day of and hopefully remind my team of is when you go deep and, and reach your limits, your limit expands. And, and, and each and every day, I think this is what the team is doing. We try to go deeper. Uh, we try to force ourselves to reach our limit. And when that happens, innovation happens. And when innovation happens, transformation happens. And, and, and transformation is part of our culture code. But at the end of the day, you always try to expand your limits. That's the only way to stay competitive and to, to be able to expand and grow personally and on a professional level. And so is there, is there a least favorite word or sentence that you don't like to hear? Failed. I like to change it with, uh, we're learning. <laughs> we're learning. Instead of saying we failed to say, okay, that was a learning. That was a good learning uh, for us. Uh, and how can, we, how can we do it again? but applying our learning this time uh, to do it better, uh, faster, and with better results. Can you give me a couple words that you would use to describe yourself? Always a work in progress. Always a work in progress. Obsessed about growth on multiple level. Uh, personal, how to be a better human being, how to be a better father, how to be a better husband, and on the business side, how to, how to be a serving leader uh, for Flawless and Bound for my team and for my clients, um, you know, how to deal with competition in a way that you look at them more as um, they, they help you and they are your spiritual friends. Uh, you actually learn from them and it's not really competition. It's, it's a way for you to, to get better in what you do. And so that's, I always remind myself of that too. So, Sahir, what keeps you up at night? Is there anything in terms of your business that that um, keeps you up or that, that causes you concern? So I'm, I'm always thinking about, am I doing the right thing as a leader? Uh, are we all always on the same page? Are we, are we stepping into a status quo or are we always uh, adjusting our playbooks to transform ourselves and our organization and our customers? Uh, so that's, I'm always kind of thinking about this uh, and how, how to make it better. So that keeps me up at night sometimes. And as you think about where you want to go in life, what are the top three things on your inspired life list? So these may be personal, they may be professional, but do you have a few goals that you could share with our listeners? One of the things I, I think personally I want to do is the concept of giving back. And, and I feel that I, there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of things I need to do there, uh, and, and I haven't been fully doing it uh, properly yet. And uh, this can come into different, you know, different forms. Uh, one of them is actually giving back your time uh, into communities that needs more of that. And so what lately I was trying to do is I was trying to, me and the team were actually trying to build something called, you know, corporate social responsibility, a CSR um, activity that, you know, we want to be doing more of. So that's more on the personal, but also related to business and giving back to the community in Edmonton. So that's one thing. The other thing is I want to have more time to actually fly more and visit the other side of the world. So I'm really uh, intrigued by um, different cultures. Uh, and the final thing is I always want to make sure that I'm you know, doing the right thing for not just my immediate family, but, but you know, hopefully generations to come um, on a personal level and on the business level as well. So that's, that's usually how I try to measure myself, uh, you know, each few years of, did I achieve that? Am I honest to my dream and am I, am I moving things forward or not? So. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that. We have a lot of international listeners to the podcast, and I'd, so I'd like you to answer this next question with them in mind. Sure. So if you were starting all over again and you just moved to Edmonton um, and you didn't know anyone, what would you do? And how would you start all over again as an entrepreneur, knowing what you know now? So I think the first thing I need to do is I need to always remind myself that I'm not alone. There is a lot of community out there. Their mission is to help me out. That's the first thing. The second thing is there is a lot of communities in Edmonton, actually, especially for new immigrants uh, who maybe English is not their first language, uh, that actually can help them, you know, you know, educate them more about the language and the culture and places to go and places to connect with. I think that would be something else that any uh, landed immigrants that come to Edmonton, I think they, they, they need to start quickly looking at that. The third thing that is that there's a lot of uh, non-for-profit organization that... Uh, if, I, if I'm just a landing immigrant and I want to learn, I think if I can just offer to give my time and work inside of those nonprofit organizations, a couple of things happen. Number one, I'm enhancing my soft skills, which is very critical. Number two, I'm building my relationship. And number three is I'm kind of, you know, having more connections that can help me down the road. And, you know, you're helping the community at the end of the day. So it's a win-win. Uh, it's a win-win uh, game for sure. On the business side, if you're bootstrapping and starting, just remember that you're not alone. And the first few years will be a little bit rough. You need to make sure that you're connected to other members or peer group or coaching community to help you think outside the box and to help you see your canvas differently. And as soon as this happens, you will find yourself more progressing and expanding your vision and looking to this problem now as more of a very small problem or very small obstacle that actually can be a stepping stone to achieve your vision. But, but you need to have other people with you either inside or outside helping you just to see things differently. Well, and when you think back, did you ever receive a piece of advice that you would want to pass on to entrepreneurs in Edmonton and, and quite honestly, all of our listeners around the world? Was there someone who perhaps as a mentor or advisor in your earlier days gave you a great piece of advice? 
You know, honestly, lots. Uh, there, there was lots, and, uh, and maybe I, I can't recall exact names because there were a lot of them, and there was a lot of things happening. But I remember one of the key advice that was given to me early is that um, you know uh, you can run fast by yourself, but if you want to run for longer distance, uh, you need to have a team. And if you stay doing everything by yourself, uh, you you will stay as a solopreneur, and nothing wrong with that. But if you want to take your activity and your gift and, and scale it and expand it, uh, you need to know how to attract uh, the right talent to your organization, and they need to they need to buy into your vision and culture because it's not anymore your vision and your culture; it's a collective vision and a collective culture that you're trying to build. So I was I was giving this advice very early, and uh, that kind of helped me helped me kind of you know move between the phases uh, of flawless amount to where we are right now. And I'm always looking for advice and help uh, to be able to get us to the next level. I'd like to wrap things up with a, a fun question that we ask all of our guests. It's a hypothetical one. So if you could imagine there's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth, there's no internet, and we're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer, smartphone, or tablet, or any of the digital toys and tools, and you can use the phone booth located there at any time to call the boat, and we'll come pick you up. But how long would you last before you made that call, and what would you do while you're there? That's an awesome question. I think I will last for a week. And what I would do is I maybe I'll, I'll start uh, figuring out, uh, you know, just go swimming, go diving, try to figure out the island itself from inside. So I'll try to take a little bit of a risk and just go inside the island and see what's going on inside the island itself. And uh, maybe if I can, I'll try to take with me some memory from the islands. So maybe some stones, rocks. Uh, sand, uh, you know, something that will remind me of this experience. I think that's it. That's a great answer. (laughs) I know it's a bit of a one that makes you pause and reflect. What would I do? Because in many ways, you know, even just the idea of having a few days of of silence with with no um, technology is hard for us to imagine, isn't it? Very, actually. <laughs> I can, can imagine that. Well, share with our listeners all of the ways that they can connect with you online and where they can find you. If you just go flawless inbound, one word, .ca, um, you, will, you will find uh, us, you will find me, you will find my contacts. Also, if you just uh, you know, link with me on LinkedIn, if you have more questions or you need any help, uh, if you're bootstrapping or just have ideas, uh, say her guitars. If you just write my name on LinkedIn, I'm always available on LinkedIn as well. You can uh, you can connect with me there using the LinkedIn yeah, you know messaging app as well. I'm always online, and I'm always trying to help as much as I can and also learn as much as I can. Before we say goodbye, is there anything else that you would like to add or, or say to our listeners? First of all, I want to say, Bonnie, thank you so much uh, for, for, for inviting me to your show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I think it's a great show. And thank you for doing this. Thank you. You are actually helping the entrepreneur community, uh, not just in Edmonton, in Canada and internationally. And that's, that's a big, noble uh, 
uh, cause that you're, you're building here. So I really, I respect you for that. This is amazing what you're doing. So, I, so thank you. And I just want to tell all the listeners that you guys, guys and girls, uh, uh, you know, if, if you have, if you have a dream, just, just remember to take it in small bites, uh, small steps. It's, it's never going to be the one big thing that will make it happen for you. It's always the small, tiny wins that will connect the dots to make it happen for you. So I wish you all the best. And Bonnie, thank you again for inviting me to your show. I really appreciate it. Well, Sahar, thank you for being a guest today. I have so enjoyed our conversation and I've learned so much from you and I'm sure that our listeners have as well. So best of luck to you and, and thanks again for being a guest on our show. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. This is Bonnie at LG, and I'm saying thank you to everyone for listening today to Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hey there, it's Bonnie LG. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters, and if you have a minute, please write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. Make sure you check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.